0: Audio Chimera, a subversive podcast taking refuge in the sanctuary of allegory about the fragility of memory. Episode 66, or should it be 666, because Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, is evil. Now, I don't mean Rudolph himself is evil, but rather the stop-motion animated Christmas entertainment first appearing on TVs back in 1964 is. People watch it annually, and they love it, which doesn't alter my view of it, which is that it is evil. And it's evil for a number of reasons. 1. Bullying Reindeer I'd like to think that if there were a group of talking reindeer and toy-building elves who were part of a worldwide gift-giving network, they would all be happy and positive. But here, we see the dark underbelly of their society. They are a bunch of bullies. Anyone who steps outside the norm of what they decide is proper behavior is bullied. More about this in a moment. Rudolph, who was born with a glowing nose which even his embarrassed father tries to hide, is harassed and ostracized for his difference. What if we treated real people with physical differences with such meanness and bullying? Oh right, people do. 2. Santa runs a sweatshop full of oppressed workers. I'm not sure I even need to elaborate much on this. It actually seems to be par for the course in every depiction of Santa's workshop. The elves seem to work 24-7 without breaks. We never see them doing anything other than working, with the sole exception being the Martian toy-making machine in the film. Santa Claus conquers the Martians! Karl Marx would have been horrified by Santa's workshop, as would any union organizer. 3. The elves are not allowed to follow their dreams. So there's Hermie, who clearly does not want to be shackled to the toy bench for the rest of his life because he has other aspirations. He wants to be a dentist. Now, you would think that that would be welcomed, since an occupation in a medical profession is generally valued highly. But returning to the sweatshop idea, the elves apparently don't get any benefits, much less a dental plan, and Hermie is forced to renounce his calling. 4. No one acknowledges the possibility for alternative lifestyles. I have absolutely no evidence for this, but I suspect Hermie is gay. I once watched a show in which vampirism was a code for homosexuality. Here, it's dentistry. I could be wrong about this, and I would welcome a queer analysis of Rudolph in general. 5. The show is anti-environment. Besides treating poorly an elf and a reindeer who are different than the societal and cultural norms of the North Pole, they also treat other less sentient creatures poorly. The abominable snow monster is just like a shark. He's not inherently evil, just hungry and trying to eat. But how do our so-called heroes, especially the anti-environmentalist Yukon Cornelius, defeat him? By removing his teeth and therefore his ability to sustain himself. Now, how will he eat? Is that any way to have stewardship over the creatures in your environment? 6. There is no such thing as a misfit toy. This is just another example of the intolerance exhibited in this show. What is a misfit toy? Who judges it? Who rejects it? This sounds like an adult who has certain aesthetic criteria for toys and who is perhaps more particular than a child who would just like to have and love that toy. Forget the misfit category and just play with them. And finally, 7. Rudolph is only accepted when he is useful to others. Rudolph is disguised by his parents because he embarrasses them and he is made fun of and ostracized for his physical differences, including by Santa Claus, who is supposed to be one of the least judgmental magical beings of all time. I mean, toys for everyone? Talk about socialism! But even he pushes Rudolph aside, until, quote, one foggy Christmas Eve, unquote, when suddenly Rudolph's, quote, deformity, unquote, becomes an asset. The lyrics to the song say it all. Quote, then how the reindeer loved him, End quote. I won't go into a whole rant about the perceived utility or lack thereof of arts training and music education, but Rudolph does present this narrative. Be useful, kids. Doctor, but not dentist. Lawyer, professional sports star. Do try to fit in, okay? This point of view also explains why the musical Grease, that ultimate celebration of conformity, is so widely appreciated. And, returning to restate my original thesis, Rudolph is evil. Anything you want to hear more about from this podcast? I can elaborate. You can get in touch with me several ways. Join my Facebook group, Audio Chimera. Message me on WhatsApp. The number is available on the Facebook group. Leave me a voice message at 724-835-4074. Check out my website and blog at musifier.org. That's M-U-S-O-F-Y-R dot org. And finally, check out my Linktree for everything at linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash Stephen Schrum. Oh yes, that's Stephen with a P-H... S-C-H-R-U-M Intro and outro music composed by John Rust. Check out Sound of Rust, that's one word, on YouTube. This is Stephen Shrum. Thanks for listening to Audio Chimera.